We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is the hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. Welcome back to What the World Needs More Of. I am here with a good friend of mine. David, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation today. And as we start every episode, David, I'd love to know, what do you feel the world needs more of? Uh, one thing I've always felt that the world needs more of is more entrepreneurs. Mm. And what I like to see is uh, kids at an early age get education about entrepreneurship, especially the entrepreneur mindset, and start learning it at, a, at an early age and start implementing it with kids at an early age with entrepreneurship and also add elements to that of teaching kids early on about investing and the effects of compounding, being able to invest in uh, the stock markets and invest in real estate at an early age and start really teaching them that. I think there's a real powerful effect uh, that'll happen and that's great for the world. I love it. I love it. I love it. And, and how do you currently bring more of that into the world around you? I've always loved entrepreneurship myself as a little kid. Um, I was buying bubble gum and packs and selling it to the neighbors uh, around me uh, at an early age, started a wireless company out of my parents' house. Um, had no idea what I was doing, just listening to some sales tape in the background, uh, trying to learn whatever sales tips I could, and I was just hungry and driven to make it happen. And I'd wake up at 5.30 in the morning, grab a coffee, grab a bagel, and just start making phone calls. And I think part of that entrepreneurship comes down to having that hunger and drive part of the mindset. Hmm. Uh, so that's how I do it. Um, in different areas of of the pursuits of business that I like to achieve, which currently is real estate development. I love it. I love it. And to get to know more about you, I'd love to know what's your wow factor? What makes you uniquely you? And maybe what's one or two moments throughout your life that help shape it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think... As I touched on earlier, I think one of the biggest wow factors for me is that hunger. Just from an early age, at age 17, wanting to pursue business and entrepreneurship. And, you know, even people like my dad told me to stay in school and, you know, don't pursue starting a business. There was just this hunger and drive within me. Um, and, you know, I see it that applies to lots of areas of my life where there's a goal that I want to attain and I just go after it. And even if I'm 
hitting challenges and it's hard. And at, at those moments, it's very difficult when you're in the moment. Um, but there's a part of me that pushes through and drives forward. I think that's, that's basically one of the, one of the big, I guess, unique parts of my personality is, is that. And I think that's really shaped all areas of my life. And were there any key moments that shaped it? Your, your father obviously telling you, hey, stay in school. Don't don't go be an entrepreneur. Don't start a business. Just stay focused. That might have been one of those sculpting moments. But are there any other moments that really helped shape it? Yeah, there's definitely been many moments. Um, that's definitely been one of them. Sometimes, sometimes they're moments. Sometimes there's something someone says to you. Sometimes they're they're crossing paths with someone that just kind of opens your eyes and you go, wow, that's possible. Or look at that person. And, and it's just what we're looking for is any of those moments that kind of shape you. I, you know, the, the previous episode we were talking to a man and he said something that really shaped him was he went to military school. And when he was in military school, you know, there, he had to stay humble because if you don't, They'll beat you back to humble. <laughs> right. And he said in that experience, there's really no choice. But instead of choosing to rebel or be frustrated or upset or quit or go home, he decided to embrace it. And and, and his humbleness uh -huh. became a key trait of who he is. And, and he takes it everywhere he goes, no matter how much he knows, no matter how good he is, no matter how talented he is. He, he, he shows up and he just adopts the mindset of there's something here for me to learn. And it's like, Wow. And, and, and this guy has been on David Letterman. He's been on TV. He, he, he's opening shows for Kid Rock. Like, he's a big deal. But he embraces mm -hmm. that humbleness and takes it everywhere he goes. And it was just because he was forced to in a position, and he could either let it break him or let it make him. And in that case, he let, he let it build the character of who he is today. Um, so those, those mm -hmm. are what we're kind of hunting for in these moments that made you you, defining moments of, of, of your family, uh, you know, lineage of what happened and what shaped you, defining moments of, of good or bad experiences, something that happened that made you rethink about something in a different way, or, or, or defining moments where, you know, you had to look at yourself in the mirror and, and you know, you kind of face one of those three challenges, an, an internal challenge of who am I and what am I really doing, an external challenge of I have to get over this hurdle, or a philosophical challenge, something that's like, wow, I don't know if this is good or bad. I don't know if this is right or wrong, but I'm going to choose and I'm going to move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, a lot of my moments of life um, sort of made me humble and it really changed directions of where I'm headed has been in business. Uh, for me, it's been some, somewhat of a spiritual journey, just hitting hard areas of life, you know, and when you've worked on a business your whole life and you hit areas where you could just feel and see your business is shifting, competitors are making a difference to you, your bottom line and margins and that you can almost be put out of business. Um, it, it's at those moments where you really become humble and you got to just dig deep within yourself and find new ways and find new strategies and, and how to change and how to shift, especially when, you know, you have hundreds of employees that their livelihoods are counting on you and they've got bills to pay. They don't want to be laid off, especially during times of a recession um, when people needed these jobs, that's something that we went through. Um, we went through a lot, and we had very difficult challenges at those times. And those definitely, those definitely the times that I felt that 
when we hit rock bottom and the business was about to fail, there was just a part of us as a family unit that stuck together and found solutions and found ways to just keep going forward and find different directions and opportunities as far as excelling and, and business and saving what we're doing. Um, so that was one of them as far as during the recession, a lot of, lot of shifts in the business, a lot of changes in the industry and pretty much almost close to losing the business and going out of business. And we just found new ways and changed our strategies and were able to survive and keep going forward. And we actually grew and we thrived and we moved forward. And then in you know, 2013, 14, the business also hit another shift, had a lot of challenges there. And that was at a time where I decided to make a huge decision in my life where uh, I decided to completely get out of the wireless industry and make a complete change into um real estate and there was a lot of people family telling us don't do it stay in it a lot of coworkers saying stay in it and there was part of me that just knew just knew the right answer that um, the timing isn't here things need to change Um, this part of the industry the timing is coming to an end and it looked like way better opportunities and, and better timing in real estate so it was hard it was definitely hard to make that transition and shift but it's interesting looking five years back, it's like, wow, you know, what a great decision that was regardless of everyone else telling me, you know, don't do it, stick to, stick to what you're doing. Don't make this major change. And I made a massive radical change where it was completely liquidate everything, sell everything and go 100% full force into real estate and move all the assets into a shift and, and start a real estate development company with my parents. And I, I could only imagine, like you said, it's humbling when you have a moment where it seems like everything is going to fall apart possibly and it might be all disappearing overnight. And and the, the other piece there is it's not just about you or how it's going to affect you, but when you have hundreds of employees, you start to think of, holy mackerel, what about you know Sarah and John and Jessica and whoever else is on the team and holy mackerel, how's it going to affect them if, this, if you know, we don't take this turn right and everything falls apart? And, and th- th- there's a certain humbleness to that. And speaking of humility and humbleness, are there any key moments throughout your entire life that stand out as the moment where you felt in- in incredibly humble? Obviously, that was one. But are there any others that stand out that just brought that moment where it was like, whoa, and things kind of got yeah, really it was in- Yeah, definitely. Uh, I had a mentor by the name of uh, Paravis Nazarian, amazing guy. He just passed away last year. Um he was one of the early co-founder, big investors in, in Qualcomm. And uh, just a brief on his story. He, uh, he grew up in Tehran, Iran, and, and probably about 80, 90 years ago. Um, his father passed away at an early age. He was, his mom couldn't afford to feed him and his brother, so he ended up having to go across town to live with his uncle, which later on I found out that his uncle as a little kid would beat him Mm. in order for him to go see his mom. He would go sell um, matches to people. He'd save up and sell matches so he can have a bus ride to go see his mother. Uh, This man is amazing. He came here to America with absolutely nothing and 
uh, became a billionaire in the U.S. Um, with his investments and just complete, I guess, drive. This guy had drive and hunger. Um, but what was even more amazing, I'd have breakfast with him about once a week for about 10, 15 years, just so I could sit with this man and learn from him, uh, get advice from him and coach from him. And, you know, one day we were leaving breakfast in the morning and I said to him, and he had this, you know, regular Mercedes Benz. And I said to him, why do you have this Benz? Let's go buy you a Bentley today. And uh, he laughed and he was like, what do I need a Bentley for? And he said something to me, he goes, you know, in life, when you become more successful, the more successful you, you become, the more humble you need to be and be able to fit in with everybody. And it was, it was just something that hit me and stuck with me my whole life and repeated that message to people. Uh, a lot of people like to have the flashy lifestyle at times or they make it and it's like, let me go buy this $300,000 car and buy things that are flashy and stick out. And, and this man could easily do it, but decided that it was more important to be humble um, and it just showed through his character of who he was. And he always talked about how you need to just help people out and reach out. And, um, when he passed away, his, his memorial services were probably the most touching feeling ever that I've been to thousands of people showed up and everybody stood up and just the people who spoke, everybody spoke about how he helped people, how he reached out how everybody would come to his house for advice and help and his doors of his home were always open for helping people out. And this is probably one of the most humbling overall events, just this mentorship with this man that talked about being humble, had the hardest life. No one ever handed anything down to him. And at the end of the day, you could see like thousands of people came for him and just talked about him, about how he just impacted so many people's lives. And I think that's powerful. I think just being, being that humble leader, being the humble individual that, you know, helps out people instead of having to go buy the $300,000 Ferrari, that always, that always, that always touched a part of my heart. That's always just been there. It's a message that I've never forgot from him. That's powerful. I love it. I love it. What about an awe-inspiring moment? A moment that maybe, you know, put your jaw on the ground and you just stand there going, wow. And what you experienced or you saw or you felt uh, just, just put you in a state of absolute awe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the awe feeling came later on. Uh, initially, this, this experience started out with actually a lot of anger and frustration uh, during a construction site that we had. Uh, my mom had taken on the role to kind of be full force general contractor and superintendent and just this amazing hunger and driving her to go out there and, and do this project single-handedly. Just so driven, unbelievable. Um, unfortunately she had this accident where she fell at the job site. She broke her hip, had to have a hip replacement surgery. And at that time I was so angry at her. I was so mad. But I told her, don't go on this job site. Don't walk around so much. You don't need to be doing this. And there was a lot of frustration um, that I dealt with. But the awe feeling came later on where 
after like, you know, three weeks, she's back home, she's sitting on the phone and she's calling every single subcontractor and grinding them and grilling them. And then we're telling her, don't come to the job site. And she's like, okay, I'm going to come there, but I'll stand outside. But within like two months later, she's out there moving around and running around and, and pushing to finish this job for the next six to eight months. And as frustrating as it was then, there's kind of a inspiring feeling later on that it's like, holy shit, you know, she fell down, got injured. A lot of other people would have been feeling sorry for themselves, sitting at home, um, maybe not even continuing it, continuing the job, but it delayed longer. But just the drive, the drive to push and finish this and the hunger and not letting, literally not letting falling down hold her down where she just got up and continued. Uh, and I think that's something that she's always had her whole life. It's just, you know, no matter how hard life has got, no matter how hard it's hit, she always got up and moved forward. Where I saw this, you know, early on, family came here from from Iran, lost everything, and uh, she basically went and got her real estate license, could barely speak English well, but she went and grinded and became one of the best real estate brokers at the time. Um, working with like Mike Glickman and Fred Sands and she just absolutely crushed it. And, and again, it comes from that hunger and drive to even no matter how hard things get to get back up and push. And at that time it was pretty frustrating. I think you and I talked about her a bit. I was really angry. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, but, and, and you said it was a couple of months and she was back at it. I remember I think it was the day she got hurt when she was in the hospital and they were doing the scans and you snapped a picture and she was lying in the hospital bed waiting for a scan to happen. And while she was waiting, she had the general contractor in the room and she was on the other line on her cell phone calling someone to have something fixed. Yeah. <laughs> so to say yeah, a few months is a, is a massive understatement. She was literally, right. she fell, she's in the hospital lying on the bed waiting for the next scan and she's on the phone directing the whole project from the hospital bed, making stuff happen. <laughs> yes. She actually even had wood suppliers bring the wood flooring at the hospital to show her. Uh, we couldn't even stop her for even a day. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely inspiring. While you see other people, sometimes they get a little small little bump in life and 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 they just, they stay down. It's just different. The difference in the mindset that's right. of one person who just gets up and pushes forward, another person stays down. I think that's really inspiring, and um, that's probably definitely where I got it from. But I got to say, she's definitely better at it than I am. She <laughs> she gets up and pushes forward. That's okay. It's rippling through the family, and and yep. so with inspiring moments, we're going to take a little twist here. What's your greatest fear? Hmm. I think one of my greatest fears is is not being the greatest father I can for my kids hmm. and not being there to support them and give them the emotional support, the life support uh, so that they can grow up to just be you know amazing people that's that's one of my greatest fears and also to make sure that I let them grow up 
and let them develop, and I don't make it in any way easy for them. I don't take away their hunger and their drive. So that's definitely one of my fears is that, you know, could I make a mistake like the other people do this? They take away the hunger and drive of the child by, by making things easy for them instead of letting them have those challenges so they could push through and they could develop that character. That's powerful. Speaking of your children in the future, what are you most excited about for your future? Uh, for my future, I'm definitely excited to watch and experience growing up with the kids, seeing them develop and who they become. I'm really excited about technology. I think we're just right at this, even though everybody sees all these you know, technology companies booming and that maybe it's at the top. I really think we're like at the beginning of a technology revolution where tech is just going to be speeding up so much. These computers are getting faster. Uh, people are getting smarter with what's, what's possible. These self-driving cars, what's going to happen with medicine in the future. Uh, so technology definitely is one of the big areas. Uh, that excites me with that. It also excites me about real estate in LA because a lot of these technology companies are now bringing their headquarters out here. So Los Angeles real estate is really exciting for me. And I see the Metro growing and booming here. So all the real estate around the metros, I feel is going to be real exciting as far as investing and valuation growth. And I'm really at this stage of my life, really excited about health and fitness, spending a couple hours a day working out. I realized that it makes a big difference as far as emotional performance and an ability to think clearly and be healthy. Uh, that really excites me at this stage. That's awesome. And something to continue on. That's awesome. I love it. Growing up with your kids, watching the technology revolution and being part of it, real estate in Los Angeles and staying at your peak health and fitness. That's powerful. We're going to switch gears and go into something we call nuts and bolts, which is the second part of this interview. Um, what I'm curious about is where do you invest the majority of your life and hours and thoughts each day currently right now? Right now, currently, I'm investing the majority of my time in fitness and health. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe that's an area of my life that I kind of neglected a bit as um, focused more continuously on business uh, and I realized you know for myself and my kids and my family in the future I need to be in the best physical shape best health there's absolutely no excuses for it so I'm spending a few hours a day really focusing on being healthy optimizing my health eating the right foods uh, making that shift and making it a permanent lifestyle and it's working it's working as far as put my mindset to it um, and go forward and make it happen. Uh, that's one of the areas. Uh, the next area is really spending a lot of quality time with my kids. I see them growing up. I think these are some of the best years to be with them and help shape their character. So I spend hours a day there and uh, spend a few hours a day uh, studying the markets and seeing what's going on in real estate. Cause that's my focus at this point and see what other opportunities could come about. And the rest of the time, just enjoying the time with my wife and looking to plan some vacations 
and that's basically basically the areas that I look at so so I can have just a complete balance. I love it. I love it. And with all those areas, because it's focusing on your health and fitness, your your children, your wife, your business, all those different pieces. Um, what's one major key to your success in being able to do it all? I, I'd say I'd go back to what we discussed earlier, just hunger and drive. When I put my mind to something that I'm, I really want to pursue, um, I'm just driven and hungry. Mm-hmm. And I think that applies to everything, even right now with, with the fitness area, just making massive results. Um, just hungry to do it. Nothing's going to stop me in that area. And that's what I, that's what I push. That's what I, that's the message that I push to my wife about our kids. Always make sure they stay hungry. They stay driven. The message that I pass to my sister and her kids, make sure you don't make any mistakes that you take away these kids hunger and drive. I, I think that's, that's really one of the strongest keys of success. Mm. I like it. I think I'd throw one more in there for you, just knowing you as a friend, is curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. you, you get hungry to want something and want that result and to create something and develop something and design something and deliver and, and, and do it. Um, you, you really have the drive to do it. You activate yourself and go after it. But your curiosity is deep and wide and vast because you want to know everything about it. You want to learn all the bits and pieces. You want to talk to the people who are the best at it. You want to study it and research it and attend a course on it and listen, hire the best experts. Like your curiosity is a powerful, powerful tool in the process um, of observing and watching. And, and I think it's a differentiator. I think, I think it's part of your success, having that hunger, having that drive, mm-hmm. and really deeply being curious in, in, in going after it and, and, and pulling it apart and looking at every nook and cranny and all the details and all the pieces so that you really understand the entire process and, and so that you can fully apply it and really get the result and not just a short-term quick hit, but a long-term lasting result as well. Um, just from observation, I feel like that's one of your, your key pieces there as well. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's something I've, uh, I haven't really given a thought to, but it definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now, Definitely makes sense. The, the final question we have is what's one actionable tip that can help others achieve and experience this kind of success in their life? You know, if they want to have a, a great health and fitness, an incredible family life, a solid relationship, they want to be able to build businesses that last and, and, and really give themselves some financial freedom and that kind of experience. Uh, what, what's one tip you could give them that's actionable, something they could do today that would help them get into motion and experience those kind of results in their life. I, I think the key is you got to just get started. You got to just get started and do it. You know, if you keep thinking about it, you know, I'm going to plan to go ahead and lose weight in two weeks and get in shape. I'm going to plan for it. Now just get started today. Get out, go right now outside and go run for 30 minutes and get started today. Go in the, go in the kitchen and throw away all the, garbage processed foods right now and get started you're looking to change your job then go right now get started today go online and start looking update your resume you want to start a company that you've had this great idea for start today register your website today start writing down your sales strategy how you're going to execute what's your product what's your service i I think that's the key you you got to just get started and get going and then find 
find the best people around you that can help you find the mentors that can guide you um, and follow their footsteps and model them. I, I really like to find successful people and model them. That's what I've done in, and when I went into real estate, found the most successful people, what they're doing, and, and just modeled them. There was, there was no point for me to reinvent trying to figure it out or come up with a new way or go somewhere else. I'm seeing what works for these people that are making multi-millions. And I think that's, I think those are the keys to success. Get started and find, find successful people to model. Mm, that's powerful. I love it. Get started. Activate. Make a decision. Take action and do something literally today to get momentum on your side and get things moving the way you want them to do. I love that. It's an mm -hmm. actionable tip. It's awesome. So that, that's your challenge from today's episode is take whatever it is you've been dreaming of or thinking of or feeling about and do something about it. Um, the only piece I would differentiate is planning is important, but action makes a huge difference. So make sure... It, even if you spend time writing the plan, and that's a good first step, make sure you physically do something. And an easy way to think about it is what's one small thing you can do to take action today and what's one big thing you can do to take action today. And whatever they are, get them done. So, <laughs> sir, thank you so much for joining us. It was a privilege having this conversation. Uh, there's been tons of great information here uh, on, on mindset and and. The ability to, to look for a great mentor that you can have those chats with and, and learn from them. Uh, the ability to transform anger and frustration into awe. Uh, the ability to, to look at something that once bugs you and realize how powerful it is. And, and you know, that drive and hunger your mom had in the, the moment of breaking her hip and still being on the phone, closing deals and making sure everything's happening. <laughs> Going all the way back. Right. I, I love the inspiration. Um thinking about young entrepreneurs, inspiring young people to have the ability to go out on their own and create the life they really dream of. I, I thought it was fun that you took the bubble gum and split it into the single pieces to resell. It was creative. It's a true entrepreneur at their best with a young age. Um, and, and, and finally, to come all the way back to staying hungry, staying driven, staying curious, uh, and, and finding that one big thing and one small thing you can do today to take action and, and get things going and momentum on your side towards the dreams and visions you really have. So this is a great episode. It's filled with tons of good insights. Um, again, thank you for joining us. And for everyone. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you. You're so welcome. And for everyone else who's tuning in, uh, thank you for so much for investing a little bit of life and love with us here. Hopefully you take this, you activate, you go get something done today. And I look forward to seeing you all next episode. Thank you.